I'm Adam Rapport. This is the Bon Appetit Foodcast. Uh, I'm arguing with Emma right now about when the exact midsummer day is. Like, when is the middle of summer? And I'm going to contend that it's like this week because June 21st is the first day of summer, technically speaking. September 21st is the last day of summer. So, like, that first week of August is kind of like the exact middle of summer. So this week, uh, we are having a mid-summer cooking report uh, with our good friend Gabe T and Carla Music, our food director. Uh, We talk about all the things that we have made so far this summer, the things we want to make, and that one thing we have to have before summer is over in order for it to have been a real summer. Oh, one more thing. We are sending out our first podcast newsletter today. If you haven't already, head to tinyletter.com dot com slash foodcast enter your email to sign up and then confirm with the link sent to your inbox uh each week we'll update you on what's going on uh each week we will update you on that week's podcast uh it will include links to recipes we talked about links to articles we mentioned some sort of behind the scenes stuff and if you guys send us comments and thoughts and critiques and all that we will include those in the newsletter as well you can go to tinyletter.com slash foodcast sign up and we will hit you with a new newsletter every wednesday all right let's go to the show gabe double fisting welcome back to the pod (laughs) so glad to be here What what are you drinking there uh carla made these delicious watermelon margaritas Correct. And I'm having a beer in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this is a good point because, Carla, this recipe is actually in the August issue, correct? Correct. It's it's outstanding. So that's salted watermelon juice that then you can use to make a salted watermelon margarita, which is what I did. Only half of it ended up in the sink. It was totally fine. We were kind of rushing. <laughs> I don't know why you but, poured it all over um, your hands and body. Because <laughs> I was rushing. It has some exfoliating properties. I should have done a pitcher, but I was still trying to shake it. But yeah. it was like, come on, come on, um, can we can we talk about the watermelon juice, like seedless watermelon you buy? I assume they don't make any other kinds now. Oh, really? Once they figured out how to get rid of the seeds, everybody was like, "Well, but then why do we want those other t- terrible huh. ones for watermelon seed spitting contests?" Well, so my children, I. I cut into a regular watermelon a couple of years ago, just like it was weird. It got into the wrong bin or something. And my children were like, what are those black things inside the watermelon? I was like, wow. My drink is gone. Now. <laughs> um, and, and now things are always good. The drink's gone. So you puree it and then you got to, how do you get it into juice as opposed to slushy? Do you, does it, do you separate it? Do you put it through a sieve or something? You just pour it through a fine mesh sieve. Okay. You don't really have to do that because it's watermelon breaks down so easily, but it's it's nice. It makes for a more silky experience. And then a dash of salt in there? Yeah, there's there's for six cups of cubed watermelon, three quarter teaspoon of salt. If you're using Morton salt, Morton's definitely kosher. take that down. Well, kosher either way, but yeah. diamond, more, if you use Morton, do half that amount. Like do a quarter tea and give it a taste and see how, see if you want to take it you know, You know what's really awesome is when you go to the, the, the farm, when you're like out in the farm area where they have farms and you go to the farmer stand and you get those like beautiful, tiny mm-hmm. watermelons those with, the, babies. Ye- with the yellow flesh inside. Mm. Delish. What if you made the yellow watermelon Ooh. juice you could, you for could the mark? Any watermelon juice that you come upon, you can use. I love those little bespoke. I know watermelons. Also, you know why they're nice? <laughs> they have a word for that in farming. I think it's called heirloom. <laughs> yeah, they're also nice because like sometimes I don't want like the whole watermelon. Well, but, it's, especially you, if it's just a few of you. I don't no, want the little it. one is good. That's what I'm saying. It's like if there's two of you, you and Jules, you're out in Montauk. Like, let's just get one of those for us. It's like a personal you know? pan pizza of watermelon. Ooh, yeah, it's yes. super good and, and really Instagrammable. Oh, because so tiny. Yeah, when you get it open. And just put them in your shirt and boop, boop. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Whoa. Um, this drink is coming on strong. So this it's we're kind of mid-late July. This pod is going up mid-ish August. We're mm. talking about like what we're grilling, what mm-hmm. we're cooking, mm-hmm. like at the peak of summer. And I wanted to check in with you guys because the last time we were talking, we were kind of talking about the things we were looking forward to. And I want to find out what we're actually making. Carl, what, what have you had going on in your kitchen, on your grill, etc.? So one of my children just decided to become a vegetarian a few months ago. So a lot of the grilling that we've been doing, I have been going a little more veg focused because youngster decided like, no, thank you. I don't care for eating animals anymore. 
So that's totally fine. One of the things I'm really enjoying that I've always enjoyed is putting the cast iron pan onto the grill. And when you put the pan on the grill, all of a sudden, all of the, the it opens up the wonderful world of all of your indoor grilling is now coming outside. Such as? Well, I just did for a hempio. I just did smashed, crisped up Yukon gold mm. potatoes, Sick. which were adorable and tiny. And I just parboiled them inside while, while I was sort of like gathering all my stuff for the going outside. Is there a right or not enough or too much time to when you're doing the parboiling? You I know? think they, they should be pretty much tender all the way through. So they should be, you should be able to pierce a fork, through, a knife, a knife, but not, because you don't want you, them falling apart though. It's okay. Well, not while they're in the water, yeah. but you keep their skins on mm-hmm. so they are kind of protected from getting too waterlogged. And then you smash them and the skin split. And at that point, it's okay if they kind of break into one or two pieces. Yeah. And then just even into kind of better because then they have more crispy parts. More of the craggies. And then put that, that I brought outside. I smashed them. I put them in the pan, a lot of olive oil, put them while well, the grill was really too hot to do the thing I was going to do next, but it was the perfect temperature for crisping up the potatoes do you smash them first and then put them in a pan or put them in the pan and smash them in the pan i was trying to like be very efficient with with how much space i had so i just smashed them right into the pan do you put any garlic or herbs in there i didn't just because he's a weirdo about that stuff but yeah i totally would have yeah and or scallions did you say craggies yeah is that, like a te- is that like a technical term? <laughs> well, if you just, you know, take crag craggy bits and combine them, it's just the craggies. <laughs> so what all right, you had the this is delicious, crispy, craggy potatoes. I'm gonna pretend Wait, there was you- I'm gonna pretend there was some smashed garlic in there. Let's just say for pretending sake. Or like young, um, some like spring garlic oh, or yeah. the young green. you know, or some scallions that were in half or Ooh. yeah. Anything mm. like that would be really good. A little salt, good to go. Yeah. What what did you serve these with? I serve them with mustard and vinegar and- oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, you mean, what do you mean? Oh, well, that was the you, condiment for the potatoes. Do you, did you dress them like a salad or did you just mean on the side? After they were cr- crisped up, uh-huh. I put them into a bowl and I season them with vinegar and salt and I serve them with hmm. moutard. Perfect. Okay. Really? Yeah, man. Do you think, you, do you need them? I don't know if I would have done the vinegar. That, well, didn't, that didn't affect the crispiness? I, so- not really, and it was sort of like you know a, a salt and vinegar potato type. Yeah, kind of like a concept. warm potato salad sort of thing. Yeah, but you didn't. But you didn't mix the mustard in like German potatoes. No, 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 style. that was on the side. But Cosmo mm. really likes acidic things. Yeah, and he says he doesn't doesn't like potatoes. This got him to eat the potatoes. So it was a you great know the, day. The vibe with the malt vinegar with the potato. No, you know, no, I know, but I just never know if that like affects like if you have something really crispy, does that compromise the crispiness? No, I mean time will compromise the crispiness. Ooh, you know, that sounds like a good lyric. <laughs> the, <laughs> the other thing, so that's more of like an accompaniment to yeah, other. Yeah. So what did you? What was the main things. that night? Sausages. Oh, yeah. nice. Can which I, I say- which I broke all of my sausage grilling rules. Which is meaning what? I don't. Sometimes I'm not patient enough. So I recently got a big green egg, which 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 Gabe and I have bonded it's over. It's a miracle. It's, it's a inc- miracle. It's incredible. But the thing that I really like to do is I just like put a ton of hardwood into the thing. I'm why like, wouldn't I don't, you? Yeah, like why Why mess around with charcoal at this point? So I just had like Make all of own. these how logs. Do you get, how do you get the, the wood going? A very small, you know those little mini chimneys? Okay. Chimney. Okay. Of, They're of, like smaller of, of than a regular chimney. So you have to do a little bit of charcoal and then put the I, wood on top. There would have been other ways, but that's kind of like the sense. easiest no, way. There are other ways. Okay. Sounds but good. easy. Just yep. easy. Yep. Little mini charcoal So what are, your, what are your sausage Sometimes rolls? I would do a mix of har- of, char- of, right. of like natural lump charcoal totally. and, and hardwood That's bricks. basically but what I was dealing with. But by the time the- delicious fruit woods if you yeah. want. You can order those online. They're easy, really easy to get. As by the time the logs had cooked down the into embers, like the charcoal was- for sure extinguished yeah. but yep. it was so it was mostly hardwood yeah but the rule that i broke was um i didn't have the patience to wait because i like was really enjoying the it being so hot and then i took all my rusty cast iron pans that i keep in the backyard and i burned all the rust off incredible and then we had fun with the hose and then i was like re-seasoning the thing and then i like was like i just need to start cooking now but it was it was very very hot so what happened was um the sausages you know, the skin split and they kind of explode. Oh, yep. But again, I got a lot of cra- craggy bits where the sausage. Okay, all right. Can I, I have some sausage thoughts. A, if you're at a party and someone so, bought. Such a perfect summertime grilling thing, yeah. sausage. But like when someone buys one of the sausage wheels with the little toothpicks in it, mm-hmm. yeah. no one ever complains about that. No, it's fantastic. You're I love just like, them. and you can just 
kind of peel off a little piece. Cheese but and I, parsley. So They're I was so good. I yep. was I was talking to our sometime Bon Appetit collaborator slash friend Ignacio Matos, chef here at Estella and shout out Flora Love Bar the guy. and everything. Anyway, so they have remarkable sausages that they make and grill at um, Ultra Paradiso. And I was like, why are these so good? And first of all, they make them from scratch and they're they're, they're, they're kind of almost like a boudin blanc in that they're really f- of pretty fine grind. Yeah. And there's almost creamy on the inside. And then what he does, he was saying, he says they poach them first, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do before they grill them so they don't split and explode like Arlo does. But then while grilling over medium slash medium high heat, he sort of paints them with, I want to say it was kind of like a fish sauce, balsamic sort of thing. Ooh. So they get kind of lacquered. Added value. With this, like there's a... A subtle sweetness. You don't really know what it is. You're like, why is this so good? And you're like, oh, he does that little thing. So you, you poach them first to prevent the, the splitting, and then you do a little added I, value on the outside. I don't think you have to poach them. I think in restaurants, it's like an important thing to do because it kind of controls that second yes. cooking you, you, time. You, you can't you afford you can't afford to screw up in a restaurant. Yeah, and it yeah. and it cuts down the cooking yeah. time and makes it easier. You can. I just if you if you go over medium, medium, low heat. We're and, grilling, guys. I know. We're grilling. We're grilling. We're not poaching and grilling. We're grilling. <laughs> but I did part cook my potatoes. That's cool. Right, so wait. So Carla, in very Carla fashion, did this bullet pointed memo, which she sent out to the, to alert us of what you would be discussing tonight. Tonight on the on the on the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you did. read it. Yeah. I did. I did. One thing I saw. The uh, this was like it piqued my curiosity. Bullet point. <laughs> the love affair with grilled rice continues. Mm, so yeah. true. So love. What, can we talk about what, what? Yeah. Sure. So the first time that I had grilled um, rice, it's doesn't not it fall, like doesn't a it new... fall through the grates? Ha ha. <laughs> really on. funny. I can't. I can't. I was trying to high five Gabe. That was good. Um, the first time that I had it, not that it was like a new thing in the world, but I was at an Izakaya in um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, at the Ten Thousand Waves. Uh, hotel, which is an incredible mm. place to go, and there is this where the, you is this where you wore your bathrobes to dinner? Yeah, Yakitori. what happened? Did all yes. of you Coming wear them? But well, the cut. first night, so when I made the reservation, they were like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna love it. It's so great. You can like go to the to the hot springs and do the the Japanese soaking tubs and like have your time there, and then you can just like stay in your robe and just walk down to the to the restaurant. They're all it's all connected, and you're just and I was like in Sorry, the robe. Where, where is this? It's called Ten Thousand Waves, uh-huh. and it's in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh-huh. and it's a wonderful destination. You okay. should go. You and Jules, fantastic. Love. Unplug, Zen, peace out. Awesome. It's so cool there. Great. Anyway. So I was like, "This is incredible." We yeah. looked forward to it the whole the whole trip. We we're on a road and you trip. get to wear like robes. Yeah, and you wear your robe, your spa robe. So I was like, "I'm not. I'm so. Of course, I'm doing this. This is like my favorite thing I ever heard of." Yeah. And our teenage son was like, "Really, really? I'm going to wear a robe?" And I was like, "No, no. It's like the thing there. Everybody that's, wears that, the robe. That's, that's what we call a healthy amount of skepticism." That's right. And he was <laughs> like, "Yeah." And then my younger son, who's like also partial, like kind of loves to just be free he was like so into it mom it's gonna be great we're gonna be in the robes so then we show up at the restaurant of course only ones in robes (laughs) everyone's looking at you like you're crazy and i was like i don't care these people are missing out you know like this is the best thing ever and everybody should be doing this and our older son was like yeah i won't be wearing a robe tomorrow that's not happening okay anyway so they robe, had robe detour back to right. the grilled rice so they had grilled short grain sushi rice that's that's when robe fest turns into robe gate <laughs> like just like that okonomi right that are like shaped into triangles it's cooked sushi rice seasoned with the vinegar a little bit of sugar and then shaped into little triangles and you can eat those just as is you can eat them that sometimes they're stuffed with pickles or tuna or all kinds of things you can like put a smear of kewpie mayo on the top of it and just go they can be Mm. so at this place you know this crispy rice thing is happening for real no but I want to hear it firsthand. so then they grill those and they brush it with a little but like if, soy if they're sauce packed, mixture. are they putting that on like a, a, a charcoal, like a grill or yeah, in a pan? Yeah, yakitori. Like so, a yakitori okay, so, grill. Yeah, so there's like embers beneath it. So directly it. Yeah. over and the be, thing. And because it's like a patty, it stays together. Crispy, smoky. So, and then in the middle, it's like steamy, steamy. and fluffy and oh. chewy. It was so weird. Like, it was one of those mm. things where it hits the table and you're like, yeah, we're going to need two more orders yeah. of those. So try to do it that way. I'm not like the most amazing rice maker in the world. but So my shortcut version is to make short grain white rice cook it 
perfectly, right? It should be, you rinse it a couple times, but not so much that the water's comple- completely clear because you want it to want the stick, to together. stick together. Chopstick ready rice, as um, Rachel Yang taught me. And then you put that into your cast iron pan, a little bit of oil, oh, wait, so, smash so it this, down. So this is not like leftover day before rice. It could be. It's fine. But I think it, it has a tendency to fall apart more if mm. it's day old because there's less moisture in it. Did you, so you made the rice kind of sticky, starchy rice. Did you season it with vinegar yep. and stuff? Season vinegar and some salt. Okay. And then put it in a hot cast iron pan with some oil. And instead of like shaping them, I tried doing that. It's just more, it's more work. It's fine. It would not work. But smashing it into the pan so it's like a giant rice mm. patty and then grilling that so it gets really smoky and not turning it over so the underside gets really dark and crunchy and the top side is like steamy and, and delicious. And you the thing we take the plate and just flip it over? You don't even have to. You just take it out with a spatula. Yeah. Okay. And then it kind of breaks into pieces. But you, yeah. but you want craggy. to serve it crispy side up. I you assume. don't have to. Like, and you don't why, even. Why would you not? Because you don't have to serve it in one piece. I kind of um, like more, again, yeah, back, more to the, Shards. back to the craggies, Shards. that you just lift it up and it breaks into these pieces. You can flip them over so it's more brown craggies, side please. up. All of the craggies. Have you ever done this on the grill? Uh, no. It's a joy. I've done it in the kitchen. I've done it in a pan. Yeah. It's good. The smoky, yeah. the smoky is It doesn't, is you, nice. you don't have to present it, Adam. It's rice. It's okay. Just oh, serve it. Oh, my God. Well, you certainly Well, you, you could. If, if you ask Andy Baragani, and he's making like the tadik sort of well, the more different. Persian style, and it's in a beautiful golden dome with the pomegranate seeds on top. and I'm not down with pomegranate seeds. I just I just discovered <sighs> recently. Not into Fair it. enough. I don't like it that they like sell inedible. them. I don't like that they're selling them. My wife does. It's, an ed- it's like an I, edible thing that's been sold as edible yeah. that's actually inedible. Seeds. I, I've tried to put it in stuff, and Simone has... has I'm fine with opening up a pomegranate and doing it proper. I find that like we are, have we demeaned ourselves so much that we're buying solo cups of pomegranate seeds? Like, is that how lazy we've become? We're buying zoodles and like pomegranate seeds and tangerines that peel themselves. What's a zoodle? (laughs) You know, the zucchini noodles. No, I don't know about that. Go to Whole Foods. You'll get I I don't know about that. Go to the paleo section. Emma Emma is literally agog over there. She can't believe you don't know what a zoodle is. I probably should know what a a zoodle is. Go to Whole Foods after work, after you've gone to like the gym, and there'll be a lot of young professionals buying zoodles. No. No. For their healthy dinner. No, pass. Um, Gabe, apparently, that sounds delicious, Carl. Rice goes with everything. Yeah. So I will grill my short ribs and I will serve it with my uh, crispy got, rice. Right, done. And done and doneer. Gabe, you, you, you apparently um, had quite the 4th of July to do and the, it getting back to the cast iron thing. Bringing the cast iron and out back. to the grill. Yeah, it's, so, like the be- it's the best so thing ever. So tell us your cast iron experience. We're going we're gonna to pass the cast iron around the table. Yeah. I think we're going we're gonna to shoot it over to Adam after this. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the tradition. It's the 4th of July tradition. We go up to uh, to Rick Field's place in, in Barnard, Vermont, which is uh, right outside of Woodstock, Vermont. Beautiful part of the state yeah. and one of the most magical, beautiful states in this great union. Rolling hills, um, just trees, walking also, paths. Not you can't to interrupt, imagine. but like I said craggies and like there was a whole pause, but you could say tradish and Trad- we just keep going. <laughs> it's a tradition. Well, you're not <laughs> gay. <laughs> you know, there's this whole thing. There's this whole thing with people that I, I don't know if you guys know this, but people actually do read the magazine. They and they do listen to podcasts. Which the, one? Bon Appetit. Oh, and you know, it's like, I mean, people clown you guys for the amount of times you say like crispy, crunchy, craggy, crispity, crunchity, cr- sitch, sitch. They don't like. They do not like when I say sitch seventeen it's times like, in a podcast. It's like a whole. It's like a whole thing. It's co- it's highly controversial. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So we were up there. It's fantastic. We had some, blessed some great weather. So. And it's like a four, or in this case, it was an elongated fourth, right? So this was like a five-plus day party, and uh, people have been coming up there for, you know, in my case, like 18 years, and other uh, Rick and his brother have been throwing this party for like 30 years, Amazing. and it's like generational now. Kids, are, People are bringing their kids. People sleep in tents on the property. It's nice. We can we, big can we get back to the cast iron? Yeah, so, th- so we cooked a pig. A whole pig. Well, I, when I say we... Rick's brother Jonathan and Ma- and and you know our buddy Moss cooked the pig the in meat. the in the cajachina. The oh, they did. Yeah, the whole the whole pig. It cool. Was, it, a beautiful, beautiful pig. How and did they, how did how did it turn out? It turned out well. It took longer, as it always does, mm-hmm. than they thought. How like, many? How, yeah. how big of a pig? Uh, big. Yeah. Yeah, big. <laughs> big. They can't be that big because it has to fit in the box. It fit. 
in the box. Barely. It didn't fit in the box. We had to cut the trotters off. We, okay. had, to, we had to saw the. And when I oh, again, when I say when I say we, some other dudes <laughs> sawed the legs off. It of sounds them. like something out of The Sopranos. Off of the pig. Um, and um, so, how many? How long did it take to do the whole thing? I think I want to say like 10, 10 plus hours. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a long day. Anyway, we. We had the pig. It was fantastic. They used the trotters and a bunch of the offal, a bunch of the, the heart and the kidneys and the liver to make dirty rice. Like they slow cooked down that offal and cooked it, cooked rice in it. And it, the dirty rice was just incredible. I never even had attempted to do anything like that. It was bananas. And they used the trotters to cook the beans. And it was like this whole situation. Next day. But by the time the pig was ready, you'd had like 23 session beers. And you're like, oh, just wasted. Yeah. yeah, wasted. Wasted. Happy. <laughs> Happy, happy to have something. Anyway, so the next day we we took the cat, we got the the we got the grill ripping hot. We took the cast two cast irons, loaded them up with the leftover pork. Mm. You know, threw in garlic, threw in chopped onions, some uh, sprigs of thyme, um, a ton of garlic, and pork stock that we'd cooked overnight. And orange juice, right? Filled that all up, those two cast irons. And you've irons. got pig skin, and you've got all of uh, the I fat. Didn't even, I didn't even put that in the email. Wow. We got into the whole chicharron thing. Right. We had the pig skin on the side, which we which we crisped on the grill while Amazing. the while the carnitas were, were cooking. So we just, we it took actually a while to get that grill hot enough to get that uh, braising liquid to start to reduce. But once we got there, I'm telling you, it, I mean, it's just, it's so unbelievable, did it, did, right? did it kind of reduce all the way and then it started to get crispy, it, it basically? It, it, got yeah, syrupy? It did. It, 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 you know, it reduces all the way and then the fat starts, to, the fat that's in there starts to render and you're crisping it in its own mm. fat, which is the, the oh glory God. of carnitas, right? Oh my God. And we got some corn tortillas, if you can believe it, in Vermont. And we warmed those up on the grill and got them roasty toasty. And just served it with some beautiful, you know, onions, cilantro, lime wedges, and controversially, yeah. slaw. Wait, can I just? Can I, I'm going to quote you. you I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote Gabe's email. There was a call for a spicy, limey cabbage slaw, which I vehemently disagreed with. <laughs> but I, mean, it's, but I have to say, my friend Rachel Roy knows how to rock a slaw, and I have to admit that shit was. Pretty good. Yeah, it was. Shout so out what, to what is, why, what, why would you disagree with a, 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 a limey bracing it's just, it's just not. It's just not a traditional thing. A carni like a carnitas is like you know how um, in Jack White and the White Stripes like everything was in threes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like er, there was rules of. The, I feel like carnitas yeah. are rules. Well, so what are the things? Onion, cilantro, lime. Yes. I feel like we're in a. a, a That's rule okay. List. It's yeah. like a rule of five things. It's I like sure. corn, pork. Stop hitting onion, the table. Corn, pork, onion. Lime, cilantro. I have a question. Corn? That he's not... Corn tortilla. No. He's not going to ask. Was anyone injured in the carnitas procedure? No. It was all good. I did it myself. I just man. I just sort of. I kept everybody away. I manned the thing, on the on the egg. Because so we you the, can get really hurt. Oh, with I this have, like splattering. I have splattering sustained. Oil. Do you see this on my? Like right by your clavicle. Oh my right god! By your I clavicle. do. I do see it. I sustained a flying, like pork blob a molten flying pork blob because i was making carnitas at, ho at home landed right on me I'm, I'm sorry to hear that carla and now i have a burn i'm, so, I'm really sorry that happened to you so the <laughs> and we the meantime while while the vultures were all hovering we we you know we got the skins going crispy i was pulling those off chopping them up serving them to the kids everybody was like "Ooh, we're ready and that it was like one of the great lunches, one of the great lunches of all time. So that's really and that's brought to you by the cast iron, but yeah. and a whole pig. But it, that's a hard thing to replicate. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to, you got to roast a whole pig first. <laughs> it is a thing of a place, right? It, it is, if I may quote my friend John Caramonica in the New York Times, sui generis. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you have to quote him. I think that's a, you know, it's a phrase. He just says it all the time. I don't know. It's like in every article. Sounds great, though. So will you? But you could make the slaw again, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, Rachel would have to do it. She's incredible with the slaw. It had Napa cabbage. It had some purple. So we you call this red cabbage. Yeah, red cabbage and some julienne green apples. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, nice. It was nice and just limey. No may no like mayo-y right. situation. No, just acidic and crunchy yep. and salty and good. Yeah. That sounds great. It was fantastic. And in the other, uh, on the egg, so we had one grill going with the carnitas. On the egg, my buddy uh, from New Orleans was doing shrimp. We also offered shrimp tacos and we offered carnitas. Deep fried? 
No, he just marinated these beautiful um, shrimp. I don't, again, I don't know. We went to some. We, you have to drive to Dartmouth, New Hampshire, to get to like to get some. <laughs> you know what I mean? Were there any? Were there? You literally yes. have to drive to Hanover, New Hampshire, to, <laughs> to get, like, shrimp. get shrimp. <laughs> so we got some shrimp in New Hampshire and brought it back. And we we're like, what are we gonna do with this? And he he brought out the cast iron, marinated the shrimp in something delicious. I have no idea what he did. And we had shrimp. We had shrimp tacos, and they were outrageous. Sounds pretty good. Were there any options for our kosher friends? No, but <laughs> shellfish, and, slaw, shellfish, and, slaw, <laughs> shellfish and pork only. But what I realized I need is a cast iron with no handle, so right. that it can go in my egg. Yes, and cl- and the and well, the lid. There's those round ones, the ones with the. Two little like grab a handles need that. on the side that it. Carla lent me for yeah, a never party, saw those again. and I still don't know it's where like it is. It's like a sixteen-inch yeah. back in your garden and somewhere. I, I did a smash burger party on the grill, I and now that. I don't know where it is. You know what works, but there is a little bit of an angle on the handles that might get in the way. Uh, a thin black steel paella pan oh, is yes. is really an awesome thing, and they're cheap. Yeah. He brought out my buddy brought out a like a steel I think what looked like a steel pan and he got it ripping hot and it was like a it was like plancha action. But also, if I can, say, also if I can use the word for plancha. something like you that may. for a when you're doing shrimp you want those to cook as quickly as possible. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Shrimp you just you, yeah. you want to get color on them as quickly as possible because they will overcook like that. Um, can I talk about this chicken I made? Please, yeah, yeah. please. All right, this was this does not involve a cast iron. But the other week on the North Fork, stopped by Eight, Har- Eight Hands Farm. Uh, Gabe, you've been there. Quite Love the it. place. Love the it. Best. Got a whole chicken cut into pieces. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that recipe that Knowlton claims he made up a couple years ago for that main story we did. But Alice and Roman really developed it, even though Knowlton got credit for it. because it Happens all the time. Yeah. Anyways, um, so it was like gr- the recipe in the magazine is grilled chicken wings with shishito peppers and herbs. I was like, and I think I'm okay doing this. Like, why we can just take the same approach to what this recipe is, but do it with chicken parts instead of wings. So it's funny. I just did a video of that recipe. Did you know that? That's what I was doing the other day. Okay, so let's talk about this. So because it makes a ton of the marinade, like on purpose. There's a couple of things here. So first of all, you make this marinade, and it's a pretty simple marinade, kind of Asian inspired with sesame oil, soy sauce, um, lime juice, a little maple syrup for or honey for sweetness and and vegetable oil. Um, You marinate it with um, some shallots. Yep. And you take all your- Ton of lime juice. Ton of lime juice, and you take all your chicken parts, and you put it in a bag, and you pour all the marinade in there, and you're like, cool, I'm going to go drink some beers now. Not all, not all. Yeah, and then you look at the recipe again, and you're like, oh, I was supposed to reserve- Like like, half of this. Half of it. Always, always reserve the marinade. I I, I never read the recipe. It's not, but just- as a as a rule, always reserve. No, I know. A third this of this recipe like, in particular okay, is you've written. Like, you, you've got like kids running around everywhere. Just always reserve marinade. Always. I know. So anyway, so I made. I, I had the thing. I made the extra batch of marinade. So I'm marinating the parts, and this is. I got in an argument with Claire Saffitz the other day about this. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna grill these chicken parts, chopped up like a calved breast, thighs, wing. I guess I got a few extra wings. I asked them at the shop for a few extra wings. Um, and my feeling was, all right, because it's bone-in chicken, I'm going to do them not over direct heat at first, and I'm going to put the top on my Weber with the vents open to get it to start to cook through. Because I always say no one likes medium-rare chicken. So I did it bone-side down first for like a good 15 minutes, and then by the time I opened it up, the top side, the skin side, had almost like a peaking duck mm-hmm. sort of nice, smoky, lacquered quality to it. And then, because I wanted to render some of the fat, and then I flipped it to crisp up the skin. Is that? But then I got a whole thing with Claire the other day about her her spatchcock chicken. How she says she starts it on the skin side down, always skin side down. Start and over the grill, not in a pan. I'm talking on the grill. Yeah, just real quick. I uh, would say this: there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Yes, okay. and I don't well, think I there's hear... really anything wrong with either approach. I just think they're different. They're two different ways to get to the same. But I so think, I think if, you, if you do the th- skin first, you ri- you risk burning the skin, and then that fat is dripping immediately on the fire, and you get flare-ups. They're just two different things. For the whole spatchcock chicken, mm-hmm. you actually would want to build like a ring of fire so that you have- So you would bank your coals all the way around the outside perimeter of oh, the Oh, so grill. you wouldn't do the, the, the skin over direct coals? No. Oh, well, Claire didn't make that clear. Hell okay. No. Okay. Not first right. but no i wouldn't okay and then i would but i would start skin side down because with a spatchcock chicken i'm going to keep it skin side down 
92% of the time. Hello. And I just want it to go and go and go and go. But with your little, with your pieces, they're going to not have as much time on the grill. So hey, how I, about this? Don't do the pieces. Oh, okay. Well, hold on, bro. <laughs> hey, hello. No, no, because people like pieces. Okay. So anyway. No, but, no, but let's talk about the smash uh, car for one second because I, I think oh like- God. I mean, if I mean, we've done this, right? We we know what we're doing with the spatchcock, right? For sure. So we've done this. I had the pleasure of cooking a couple of times the hell chicken with your your boy Lee, over at formerly yeah of Achilles. I think Eel. he yeah. lives at Scribe Winery now, from yeah. what I can yeah. tell. Yeah. So your boy Lee, the king, is like the king of chicken. He's like the world's greatest chicken chef of all time. I think I he would probably. I mean, I think I, there might be some dispute about that, but go ahead. All right. To me, he is. He's got. He's maybe the guy who with the best hair who cooks chicken well. I think he's that like the best also looking- that chicken could use a little bit of branding and marketing, but that's just another. Story. That chicken is badass. Anyway. The spatchcock chickens, or like whatever the whole method that he does, you don't even have to do all that. But the spatch pulling that thing off and then taking a giant meat cleaver yeah, and cool. whacking the yeah, shit out of yeah. it that's just that's theater, man. Okay, that's listen, like a I, show. I'm not gonna argue about this, I, but I'm just now different I, now strokes I, now for different I, now folks. Now I feel man. bad. Now you made me feel bad for cooking chicken parts. I know it's so lame. <sighs> Let's Although, get back to your but, recipe. But the one thing great. that's nice about the parts is you like the drumsticks and thought like each thing gets its own bit of crispiness. So the genius in this recipe, as you know. So, anyways, I I, I like to think I cooked the chicken pretty well. Cooked cooked it mostly on 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 the bone side and then flipped it over, took the top off and crisped and it up. And did your direct heat. And, yeah, did the direct heat, mostly top off and got it all crispy. You take it off and then, which we've done with the, the pork chops before, Gabe, you and I, yep. you take that reserved lime juice, honey, soy sauce, oil, that and tons of shallots and you just pour that all Why over the you? smoky, crispy chicken and it just creates this fatty, acidic, bright sauce and oh my God, is it so good? It, it looks. I gotta not say, the I, chicken. I, you, I mean, not the marinade that was actually no, no, marinated. The, the, the second batch of marinade. I, I gotta I say, see. man, I looked at that recipe when you sent it through. I clicked the link. It looks incredible. And this, I'm good. Not, and this I'm not one, really they, into shishitos though. This one they call you do shishitos separate. It's one of those things if you're grilling them and you have that, and you put some fr- uh, Fresno. That chilies. chicken looks unbelievable. But I just loved that technique of the the. Bathe after mar- bathe after grilling, you yeah. know, like to, you're you're bathing into that marinade, and you got the little bits of sh- pickled shallots kind of on there. That was, that a, was that, really by good. the way, that was another that was another trick that your boy Lee taught me was he just takes that chicken, he squeezes fresh lime over it. Sure, I wouldn't have thought to do that. I mean, I guess I would have. Yeah. I think lime, you can yeah, squeeze lemon. I would have lemon and yeah. lime over anything. Yeah. It just was perfect. Yeah. Okay, so you, that looks good. I'm making that. With the vinaigrette, so I'm it makes that like ASAP. two and a half cups of vinaigrette. Just FYI, the 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 original story was all about how to kind of set yourself up for a week of like chilling and grilling, basically. Yeah. So you make this big batch of marinade. You use a cup of it to make the wings, and then you have about a cup or more of marinade hanging out that you can use to dress your greens. Do, uh, that you can. I don't know if make we make. A I don't know. I don't no, know if I we make it. that clear. Um, if you just. If it you, says at the bottom. It doesn't. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. At the very bottom, it's like, save these, the marinade. It's look, fantastic on the We salad. can just safely say now that these are the rules. When we're grilling meats, we need a, we need a dipping sauce on the side. Period. End of story. You know what's No a, more grilled meats no. without highly acidic dipping sauces can I tell you unless, what is, on the side. Unless you're, Period. Unless you're no. Grilled. No. No. <laughs> that is all. What if it's that a, is the rule. What if it's like my expertly grilled dry-aged ribeye? Sure, why not? No, yeah, you, you I'm gonna. Need, you I need. need I, you don't need. I need crying tiger dipping sauce no, on the don't. side. Anyway, yes, we're gonna say a thousand. Uh, I would squeeze lemon on your perfectly grilled ribeye, which is kind of like a sauce. Of course. Another, if you if you mess up like Adam and you use up all of your marinade and your basting liquid and you're like, oh my god, I was supposed to vinegar and butter. Park Ooh, that on the nice. side of the that's, grill that's base, in a little that's saucepan. Like buffalo hot, buffalo just, wing sauce. But basically. no hot. That's a pro no tip. No, but I'm, that's vinegar a, but I'm, and butter. But I'm, but I'm just saying the the spiciness of hot sauce with and hot sauce is mostly vinegar and then butter married together. Sure, if you want to add hot sauce, that's fine. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm saying the same basic <laughs> principles. Can I ask you a question? To a buffalo. Wait, can I ask you a question? I feel like my point it got a little bit buried. No, I was I was just saying it's akin to buffalo sauce. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Okay. And this is a serious question because I was like, I was like, oh shoot, I I did the marinade. I'm such an idiot. And then so hard on himself. Oh, sometimes you just feel like you're like it's. I I never read the recipe fully, and I always make the same mistakes. And I'm however old I am. Could I health wise, not health wise? What's the word like food health? What's it called? Like, food safety. Food safety wise, mm-hmm. could I have taken like half of the 
the marinade from the the Ziploc bag with the chicken and boiled it yes, down. You got it. hundred percent. But yes. it, but it would have changed the the it sort of become the, syrupy. It would have it would have become like foamy or that cloudy. Is, not, there, it, sugar? It, is there sugar in there? A little bit. Yeah, yeah honey or honey. maple syrup. You would just skim off any foamy stuff that came up, and if it and then just taste it and adjust it, the flavor. But, but would, let it boil it, for a couple minutes. Before it would you be taste it. it would be different than in its raw form. Yeah, yeah. the raw lime juice tastes yeah. different the, than right, the cooked. Exactly. But, right. but still, it would have been like a good. It would be good still. Yeah, you could use it. Okay, so all right, I mentioned that I, I I started doing a grilled zucchini thing, and I, I was received with much mockery from both of you guys. No, we're giving we're giving zucchini the gas face, as we used to say. Zucchini is like a, a just a way that Mother Nature made water into a solid, and try and put a green coat of paint on it, and was like, it's good. Okay, and you know what like, that no, you, you know what you know what that's called watermelon. Actually, you, you know what's good? It's literally same in family, the name, same family. But you know what is actually good is zucchini. Flowers. Okay. So right. when I go to Italy, okay. well, that's yeah. what I'm looking yes, out for. Because they're battered and deep fried and stuffed with cheese. Like yep. zucchini is good, battered and deep fried. Okay. <laughs> all right. So bear with me for a second, because you go to the market, you go to any farm stand. There's a gazillion zucchinis there in all different shapes and everything and colors and sizes. So I it's can't. A trick. I don't know. I, don't, I might have gotten this. summer squash <laughs> zucchini. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, right. it's so Mother anyways. Nature's like, look, these ones are striped, and okay. it's like it's, you that. still suck. I'm not feeling it. Bear with me here. This is because this is kind of related to the chicken dish. So I got this recipe. I don't know if I stole this recipe from Sam Cass or from Franny's R.I.P. in Brooklyn. I, I had it somewhere. But let's say it was from Sam Cass. Let's say it's Sam, but I think it was from Franny's. Um, so you you cut the zucchini into strips, but not too thin, because if you do it too thin on a hot grill, they just incinerate. So maybe a third of an inch thick, long lengthwise. Um, maybe a little salt, a little quick brush of olive oil. Grill them over medium high heat till they're nicely browned, a little bit of char, but not, not blackened. Crazy. You know, take those off, kind of lay them on a platter, or whatever. And, the, and we've talked about this, Carla. A lot of times, I'm just like, oh, it just needs some salt and olive oil, or maybe a little lemon juice. And this one, I'm like, you know what? Can do a little bit more. So, a a blizzard of well, before we get to the mint, vinegar, like good red wine vinegar, you know, yep. or rice wine vinegar all over that so it sort of gets that nice vinegary thing then a blizzard of fresh mint then some chopped toasted hazelnuts great scattered all over there and then on top of that the first time got just like pepperoncini from the fridge you know you're like little italian pickle peppers and chopped those all up really fine and just threw that on top so you get this like this nutty this herby this pickled this it was really good. It's, Last time I used uh, someone gave me a thing of like pickled ramp, so I th- chopped those up on top. But it was it's, like it just it made boring zucchini quite delicious, Gabe. Would you hit that with some like shaved pecorino as well? You could, yeah, totally. It reminds me of um, buffalo wings. Oh, so, what? Is, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's lame basically in its concept. What, I mean, what, what? It's like it's what, like putting lips. Li- it's like basically putting lipstick on a pig. It's it's zucchini, dude. Okay. It's well, God's can, least can, love vegetable. Can I say this? Can I say this? I did the exact same treatment a couple of weeks earlier. This is when I used the pickled ramps. I did that with grilled eggplant. Grilled eggplant, same treatment. A little vinegar, chopped nuts. Uh, we had the little pickled ramps. That's a little more interesting fresh to mint. me. I think if you just, every time you said zucchini, just replace it with uh, focaccia, and then I'd be wow. like pretty psyched. Yum. <laughs> The blizzard. I like the blizzard <sighs> of mint. I like the the chopped hazelnuts. I like toasted, the toasted. toasted. I like the heavy on the vinegar. That I sounds just, like an, our next album, Blizzard of Mint. I would. I like eggplant. I don't know how you feel about the nightshades, but I, I would. Like I would get into that. I feel like eggplant needs to always be made into Bobby Ganoush. Okay. What Every was the, what single was, time. What was the hit on Blizzard of Oz? Do you remember? <laughs> Blizzard of Mint. No, Blizzard of Oz. I don't know if that was that was that. I think that was was a Crazy one. Train on there. I think that was after Crazy Train, uh, or maybe it was Crazy Train. Anyways, I think, I think it was. Yeah, that's one where he's got the. Uh, I'm looking at it. It's on the on the wiki. Yeah, I don't know. And then into Crazy Train. I don't know. No. Sorry. Anyways, Mr. Crowley, probably Ozzy's best album. Anyhow. So. Anywho, ha hey. All right. Sorry. So, all right. Here's the thing that I made. Going back to vegetarian lasagna, yeah. which is now what we call my son. So shout out to everybody who shout out veggie lasagna. What's up? Do you know that Seinfeld episode nope. when they're on the plane and Elaine is like furious at the guy next to them because he orders vegetarian lasagna and she just calls him vegetarian lasagna for the rest of the episode. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I call my son now: vegetarian lasagna. The child. Yeah, I did. <laughs> 
a ton of grilled. This was weird because now that he's vegetarian, I just have to keep making stuff and telling him like, look, dude, you don't eat like a whole big category of things now. So you got to open up like the other stuff you're going to eat. So those potatoes converted him. He didn't like potatoes. He ate them with mustard. Not a mustard guy. So now he's eating beans. Wasn't a bean man before. So there's mm. like great things are happening in general. But I grilled Swiss chard leaves and kale leaves. Ton of them. And I like to do a thing where I pile them up on the grill so that the bottom guys are getting oh. charred and crispy yep. and the middle guys are getting Okay, steamed. so I, I did grilled kale the other week and I think I just screwed it up. It just felt, tasted like burnt and bland and I, what did I do wrong? Like, so I just did them with, like again, I wasn't trying to bring a ton of stuff to the grill because it was so hot. We were going to go back inside to eat. When you Wait, wait, can I ask one more question? Sure. When you do the grilled kale, do you strip the leaves from the stem first? I do. Okay, I just think it's sense. easier yeah. later and same with the Swiss chard, but then I don't tear it up more than that. So they're kind of in those big V slaps, yeah. like yeah. V okay. so you, do you, shape. When you grill them, do you oil or salt first? Yeah. Oil, salt, pepper, tossy, tossy. Wow, I totally screwed this up. Maybe I put lemon juice, I don't remember. Grilled them, but did the thing so that they're kind of charred and kind of bright green and tender and there's a mix. Mm. And then after that, so if it hadn't been for him, I also would have grilled some scallions or I would have grilled like some kind of an allium situation. To give it a little oomph. Just a little something. But that would be great too. You could grill like scallions would be excellent. Always scallions. So the greens. And then after they come off the grill, I chop them up a little bit and tossed it with a lot of red wine vinegar. My dad makes vinegar in a barrel because he's got freaking red wine everywhere so really really strong very bright acidic red wine vinegar more salt pepper lemon juice and then i sort of put part of it onto a platter and then grated parm all over it Mm. and then did another layer and grated parm all over that so everybody who got a bite there was like parm all in all the layers Mm. he ate like half the thing i was like dude slow down everybody else needs to get some kale so jules was making jules was making something some recipe the other day with just some kale chopped up in a hot skillet with lemon juice and nutritional yeast she was doing the vegan well you're you're, you're talking to miss nutritional yeast love love the stuff yeah we loved it we 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 ate so much kale. I think also enjoying with the grilling, like all of the things that you just then eat it with your hands, you know, and you're kind of taking some kale leaves and wrapping it around a piece of chicken and getting your rice crispy bits. All right, guys. I've your wor- carnita you're I'm eating crispity, with your hands. Crispity, I'm, I'm, crunchity, I'm, I'm worried that summer, summer might be over by the time we finish this podcast. Carla, let me ask you a few, a few things. On your list, you mentioned these things that I want to say, what are they called? Fruits? You mentioned like fruits on your list. Apricots. Apricots, sour cherries, well, gooseberries. So what, this, what do you do with this stuff? Summertime, man. I think what you do is you go to the farmer's market and you're like, what thing is here that wasn't here last week? And one of those things was gooseberries. Yeah. Never in never have I ever. I don't even know if they've been here the whole time. And I just well, I didn't see them because Goose I was ba- looking for something gooseberries. else. Try a <laughs> snozberry. <laughs> Exactly. Daddy, I want a gooseberry. And they're so cool looking. They look like little clear um, green striped. It's like you can see the brains yeah, inside of the I've operation. You know what I mean? So what do you do with them? Do I you make do you make jam? They look I like miniature you, watermelons. Coffee. Exactly. Yes. And they're so they were so beautiful. They were like a mix of of pale green and yellow and then more pinky ones and then like really wine colored berry ones, all in the same thing. And I quickly figured out that the green ones are like insanely tannic Sour. and acidic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the red ones were delicious. And I still haven't really figured out what I'm going to do with them. They're in my fridge. I want a gooseberry. I think I'm going to cook them until they burst and add some sugar. I don't know what I'm going to do. I literally have no idea. Like a compote? Like a gooseberry compote situation? Yes. Can we we talk about sour cherries? What what is a sour cherry compared to a cherry cherry? It's a different variety and it's sour. Okay. So what do do you... Then they kind of have their fleshes softer like the, you know how you when you bite into a bing cherry it's like crunchy like an apple mm-hmm. almost and they're big and fat yeah <laughs> this, Those, and this even, one goes bing <laughs> even the rainier rainiers whatever sour cherries are kind of soft and they are a little bit like shiny translucent and they're really really sour uh so you have to cook them with sugar but they make great pie oh could be because a so regular like a, so like sweet a, cherry like a, just gets like ugh, so too this sweet. would be like a, you'd make a classic cherry pie classic do you remember that p- uh, porno for pyros hit we make great pets. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we make great pie. Part for pyros. What's his name? Perry Farrell yeah. band after. What if we did? Yeah. What if we did? We make great pie. Yeah, 
That's the one that, that we had the cherry pie on the cover of Bon Appetit. That June, is with... June 2012 or 13 also, or whatever. Amazing recall, but yeah, I think uh, it's just in the magazine as sour cherry pie. Yeah, and, cherry pie. And out. that way, like, you can really... A little warrant? Yeah. <laughs> I think they have if a lot of pectin, warrant, yeah. too. Um, a pectin, that's interesting. Okay, cool. And apricots. Can we talk fresh apricots? No, Delicious. let's talk pectin. Yeah, let's talk pectin. Let's talk because like, apricots is... I feel like apricots, as a kid growing up, in the 70s when we did like apricots were always like would you like some dried apricot i'm like no i would not like some of your dried apricots <laughs> does that D- keep me regular i'd like some doritos like don't give me an actual after school snack don't try to Is force your dried apricots on me. Yeah, so, so so what what do you what talk to me about fresh apricots so the apricots are popping right now they're ba- the size of a baby's fist yeah and yeah. they go from orange to like the ones that have kind of the red, like speckly, freckly mm. blush on them. They're just really delicious. They're all free stones. They, um, you just eat the whole thing in one bite, but they also aren't super high in water content. You know, like a peach, when you when you bake a peach into a pie, it like, oh, yeah. releases a lot of liquid. Apricots have like an integrity to them, but they also get really Ooh, soft and, and velvety. Um, they don't have a pit? They do, but it's freestone. It's like not like I don't know what that. What means. does that mean? It just means it's it's loose inside of the middle. You know when you get down to the middle of a piece. Sounds like and a like, sounds like a music festival up in Freestone. freestone. It's like oh man, I was at freestone a couple of years ago. <laughs> it sounds to it sounds to me like some. It sounds to me like. Uh, Freemasonry. Like. It sounds like they're the free, next, they're freestones. They're part of an ancient cult. <laughs> the next time you go to a farm stand and they have peaches, look the farmer in the eye and say freestone, and he will know what you're talking about. Uh, so you. Both, so it's when the pit like it just comes detaches off. Yeah, I gotcha. instead of being all like entangled and in gotta, the tentacles. And you got to cut it and pull it. And, yeah. yeah, it's freestone. Freestone, baby. Yeah. I'm free. Okay, Gabe. Yeah, but Bo- wait, the oh, apricots. There's a famous Marion Burroughs recipe that everybody knows that, w- that used Italian plums, and that was in the Times, and they republished it every year. Blah blah blah. Claire got inspired. Claire Saffitz, who we mentioned before, to come up with a kind of a cake batter similar to that, where you make the cake batter and then you just rest the halved fruit on top, and you can do it with peaches or apricots or figs or plums or whatever. And while it bakes, the the batter kind of puffs up and goes around the fruit, but the fruit doesn't sink all the way under. So that's what I'm gonna do. Do with you the need, to, do, you need to, do you need to like sprinkle sugar or anything on the fruit, or is the fruit fine on its own? You know what I mean? Does it need any help? I don't think it needs. It shouldn't no, need help. No. Okay. But Just a asking. little, a little raw, sugar in the raw never killed anybody. We're gonna play a little game. It's not summer until I've had dot dot dot. Gabe, you want to go first? No. Carl. Come on. Carl, Carl, you go first. Gabe's gonna think about it. Carl, you go first. Uh, it's not summer until I've had. A peach standing over the sink with no one else around. Just dripping down your wrist. It's just for me and the peach to know. Man. About. I know, you, I know what Do you have a favorite is. type of peach? Like, like Freestone. Freestone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> like white peach I or I prefer red, a yellow peach over a white peach. Okay. I like a donut peach, but really just a nice, a beautiful yellow peach. Freestone, baby. Freestone all the way. I know what I'd like. Adam. Okay. And I don't peel them either. Oh, God, no. It's not summer until I've had Chia Pino from Dave's Grill in Montauk. Oh. A heaping bowl of piping hot Chia Pino fish stew with all of the beautiful frutti di mare. Yeah, so what Your go, pronunciation what, is pretty goofy for a yeah. guy who has grandparents who were born in yeah. Sicily. You say Chia Chio Pino? So you say Chapino. What, Chapino? Yeah. Chapino. Yeah, Chapino. Well, you don't have to embarrass me. Um... <laughs> What 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 goes into the Chipino at Dave's? Well, Dave's is gone, what? so it won't be summer. Oh my wow. god! And I won't get to have my Chio Pino, <laughs> Carla. This is like one of those like the year they stole Christmas or whatever. What was that? What was it? Which so what one? are you gonna do if it's not summer? And we gotta make it. it. We gotta make it. We gotta make it. We gotta figure out how we made it. What's in the What's in the What's in the Chipino? Yeah. What was it? I just in it? didn't know what you were saying because um, you said Chio Pino. <laughs> okay, <Jeez laughs> Louise. God. What's in it? What do you think? Uh, lobster. Okay. Mm. Um, scallops. Mm-hmm. Little night clams. Mm. Mussels. Mm. Uh, some white fish. Um, Maybe out there I think it's it would probably stripe. Bass, I think it's probably yeah. stripers that they get out there. And calamari. How how different tomato is ba- tomato tomato tomato-y, fennel-y? But tomato-y, No, but brothy, not 
not thick. What's frothy, the difference? But what, light, Carla? super light, with a beautiful piece of toasted mm, garlic bread. Did ooh, I pronounce that right? Yes. Adam bread. <laughs> um, Mayonnaise. Yeah, it's no. butter dips. No, but no. no. Is there no. any difference between Chipino and uh, bouillabaisse? Bouillabaisse, really? Um, bouillabaisse, yeah. like yeah, you need to use the bones and you need to make your own stock. And there's like actual. Um, there's a lot of anise, and then they use perno. Yeah, the fun, and they make the uh, and then it, you make a rui with like the egg is, yolk and is, the saffron. There's and saffron that, in it. Uh, there is. That's nice. I like that with tomato. Toma- fresh tomato. Might I just well. have such a. It's just. He's such only a, ordered it. He's never made it. It's. I have made it, and oh. I made it to ver- varying degrees of success. But I will say that there is some kind of weird uh, muscle memory, or you know, some kind of olfactory flavor memory that comes with that and summer. You know, years and years of years of being in Montauk for the, for the summertime is like my happy place, and I it's just it's not summer until I've had that. And Dave's closed. Shame on everybody for letting that happen, and it just won't be summer. It uh, won't be summer you, again. You have to make your own summer. <sighs> Carnita summer. I um I'm gonna go with a chocolate vanilla soft serve twist. Mm. Like I never eat. I'm not a big ice cream guy generally, but I I need one of those a summer and just like the a good sized twist. Do you go to like a truck on the corner in the city, or do no, you like to go to John's or where do you? There's go? a place out in the North Fork called Drosos. It's like a little drive-in. They got the putt putt golf course yeah, and everything that's an there, awesome place. and it's a little walk-in, yeah, sort of stand. And they there's something about their soft serve. There's like a noticeable amount of salt in it, mm. so there's a saltiness to like the chocolate Yum, ice cream. Delicious, yeah. And you get that big, and it's just like oh man, and you just go to town on that and then Adam, you're like you know, i'm good i don't care what they say about you you are a nice man you, you, you <laughs> are a ro- you are a ro- you're like a romantic you're like nostalgic and you're romantic and you romanticize summer and you romanticize youth and you romanticize and you're nostalgic about places and you have all these beautiful memories and you you bring meaning to a lot of people's lives and i just want to <laughs> say thank you for that for for that memory and talking to me about that soft serve, you really took me to a place. Mm. And I just think you're great at what you do, man. Thank you for everything you do. Wow. Gabe, I will thank you and the watermelon margarita. And <laughs> thanks for coming. This was our midsummer, kind of mid-late summer uh, grilling slash eating slash snacking podcast. Was it a dream? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. schwitzing. It was thanks. great. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, man. The Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Carrie Polis and Christina Che and produced and edited by Emma Wartsman. Our theme music is by Nathaniel Wartsman. We have new episodes every Wednesday, and if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.